Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's really important to know if you're with a hijackle. And yes, of course, you can go and get my free ebook at hijackles.com called How to Spot a Hijackle. But today I wanted to give you 12 signs. 12 signs that you're in relationship that is a love-hate relationship and you need help. Because we tend to put up with things for too long. We justify them. We rationalize them. We make excuses for them. And we take a lot on ourselves too. And rightly so, of course, we should think about our part in everything first. But often we are taking on way too much. So today I want to give you 12 signs that you are in that love-hate relationship, that push-and-pull relationship that really indicate that you need help. So maybe when you met him, he seemed confident and charming and challenging and therefore really intriguing. But now he just seems like a jerk. Or maybe when you met her, she seemed mysterious, delightfully unpredictable, and she kept you guessing in an intriguing way. Now she just seems like an alien. These love-hate relationships seem funny, even romantic, only in the movies. (laughs) But in real life, they'll wreak havoc on your health and your happiness. And once you're seriously involved with a relentlessly difficult person, a hijackal, you'll find yourself second-guessing yourself all the time. And you'll be questioning your sanity, just trying to solve daily issues with your partner. And it's important to know that because of their early life situations, and maybe yours too, it's not that your partner won't play nicely with you. He or she can't. And you can't make him or her play nicely either. And you can't fix them. Yes, it's endlessly frustrating. You bend, you're considerate, you overextend, you make excuses, you give them space, you support, you give in, you don't expect too much. But nothing makes a difference. It's infuriating. And the happy relationship you hoped for or longed for soon feels miserable and sometimes even hopeless. There's even a mother goose rhyme, a nursery rhyme that captured the essence of the problem. There was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. When she was good, she was very, very good. But when she was bad, she was horrid. Girl or boy, the issue is the same. You fall in love with them when they are being very, very good and question your judgment when they are horrid. At least I hope you're questioning your judgment. And the longer you're with them, the more horrid seems to show up, making you forget the very, very good part. Or you get hooked on hope, hoping that the very, very good parts are going to return just around the corner if only you make yourself into a pretzel. And twisting yourself up like a pretzel to conform to the twisted expectations of your partner is crazy making. 
You might have been so well raised that you think that if only I were more patient, more nurturing, more kind and understanding, this crazy making would stop. Or maybe you weren't well raised at all. Maybe you were raised by a hijackal and you turned yourself into that pretzel and thought that it was all your fault. So you look to yourself as the first source of the problem. That's always a great start. But in this case, when you're with a hijackal, it's time to stop that. You need to look squarely at these 12 traits I'm going to give you and see how many your partner has. Then you'll know why you may need more information and stronger skills to make your relationship move in healthier directions. So what do these chronically difficult, relentlessly difficult, disturbing, and toxic people do? These people I call hijackals. And remember, I call them hijackals because they will hijack your relationship and all for their own purposes. And then they'll just keep scavenging your relationship for more and more power and status and control. So here are the 12 things I want you to think about. If you have any of them, you need to really give your head a shake. So number one, they make you question if you can trust them. Whoa. Okay. You want to trust people. I mean, obviously, that's the best way to be in relationship. But they make you question if you can trust them. You want to believe you're safe with them, but all too often you find that there are cracks in the foundation and you really question whether your trust is misplaced. They go so far as to make you feel like a bad person for not trusting them. But you know you can't. Number two. Communication with them is vague at best. You just can't seem to ever permanently pin them down or pin them down to something. Everything is always in flux. Decisions you think you made together all of a sudden get changed or negated or twisted and that leaves you twisting in the wind. Number three, they have no real interest in stopping the conflicts you have. In fact, they seem bound and determined to keep them going. And you're right. These people thrive on conflict. They create conflict. And they want to keep things in a state of chaos. Number four. They really won't let you get close to them emotionally. As soon as you get too close, by their definition... They do something to break the connection. Yet strangely, they'll tell you that you're the one who is emotionally distant. Does that sound familiar to you? Number five, they make it feel unsafe to talk about difficult issues and to disclose any vulnerabilities. People in committed relationships rightfully expect to get closer and closer to their partners. But people with hijackal traits, they're frightened of closeness. And all the time they express that they don't get enough of it. Go figure. They're shoving you away while they're making you wrong for going. Number six, they blame you for everything. It's always your fault. And you know I've said that before. No matter what the situation it will always come down to being your fault. It is never, never, never their fault. And if by chance 
you're not the one blamed, then it will be the weather, the family, the office, the government, the IRS, or God. Number seven, they avoid problem-solving conversations, and after a while, so do you. Why? Because everything ends up being your fault, so you finally give up. And way too often, if you're like most people who have been with a hijackle, whether that's your parent, your ex, or your current partner, you not only give up, you give in. Because it's exhausting trying to be rational with them. Number eight, they cannot, will not allow you to be right in any situation unless they really want something from you in the moment. The way their minds work is that if they allowed you to be right, that would automatically make them wrong. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So even in the smallest detail or fact or insight, they will sort of at a minimum discount your opinion or your view or the remotest possibility that you could be right. And they have to have the last word. You've noticed that, right? They have to have the last word. Number nine, they act on assumptions and presumptions about your ideas, your feelings, your motives, your needs. They don't ask you directly. This is most disconcerting because they honestly believe and they need to believe that they know you better than, sooner than, and in more depth than you know yourself. And they'll say so. They'll tell you. You don't even know what you want. I know you. And of course, they have to do this because they're always right. So you're always wrong. And there you have it again. So number 10. They, this is big. They act on feelings, not facts. Let me say it again. They act on feelings, not on facts. This is a major trait that leads to the crazy making. Just because they feel something, they think it constitutes a fact. The way it is for you and everyone else, we call that emotional fact. It's not a fact, but because they think or feel something, they make it into a fact. It's like that old statement, a sweater is something a mother puts on her child when the mother is cold. Well, whether or not the child is cold has nothing to do with it. The mother feels cold, therefore it's cold. Therefore the child needs a sweater. It has nothing to do with facts, only feelings. And for that high conflict partner or parent, those feelings are facts. Number 11. Hijackals will refuse and are likely incapable of self-reflection. So they don't engage. They don't think about their behaviors because that would demand too much of them and they don't want to know that there's any possibility that they're not right. So when you're so busy making assumptions about your partner and knowing that your partner is always wrong, why bother being introspective or self-reflective? Also, self-reflection, well, that's for courageous people who are not afraid of life. The people that we're talking about, the hijackals here, the difficult and toxic and disturbing people in life, are terrified by the idea of looking inward. 
And number 12, they operate from fear all the time. That's why every disagreement is a possible and potential war. You know this one. I know you do. They're too fearful to have a conversation they can't control. And that's why nothing is ever their fault. They're petrified that if it were a possibility, they would be shattered. So if these traits set off alarm bells for you, don't panic. When your partner has these traits, you will either argue a lot or one of you will shut down or withhold or dish out the silent treatment. That strategy doesn't work. You know that. If you love your partner or your parent and you want the relationship to work, you'll need some expert help to shift your thinking, to move away from blame and establish some new patterns. Unfortunately, you'll have to be the one who changes first, and and that's the only way you'll find out if it's possible. But I'm not advocating for a moment that you start behaving the way they do or doing what they want. Partners with these traits are living in fear and fighting for their lives. And these very real fears play out in repeated patterns, and even an argument about where to have to dinner is a must-win situation for them. They developed these traits because early in their lives, they needed them to survive and they needed them for defense mechanisms. That's why they can't play nicely. It's not that they won't. It's not just that they won't. They can't. So if you're in a committed relationship with a hijackal, a relentlessly difficult person who has the traits that I've been talking about today, don't despair. I've helped many clients move from pain to possibility even though their partners didn't do much changing. But when you do the work, you will find out what is really okay with you. You'll find out what's possible in the relationship and you'll be better for it. And you'll understand yourself and relationship dynamics in new ways. Crazy making behaviors may still persist, but you can put an end to second guessing yourself and questioning your your sanity. And that's really important. And that's why I really want to invite you to work with me. Most people do not understand hijackals. So when you go to another professional, they will not understand these dynamics. And that can end up with you being re-wounded. So make sure that, that you think about getting good help from somebody who's been there, done that, and has has the life story and the professional experience and expertise to help you. Because these crazy-making behaviors, as I said, may still persist, but we need to put an end to you second-guessing yourself and questioning your sanity. Because underneath, your hijackal still is confident and charming. She still is mysterious and delightful. But you need help because you can't do it on your own. And divorce is not the only answer. But it may be. And you need help to figure that out. So 